0: Nice. Wow, yeah, you're right. This is Hashem's will. So we're now doing Hashem's will by not praying. So we're doing Hashem's will. So we're doing a mitzvah. Yay! Let's dance! Because <laughs> we're chasidim instead of so start dancing around the bucket <laughs> like <laughs> three freilichen Jews.
1: Welcome to the pod. <laughs> Hello, we're on Nagida. At least I said pardon. Tough, tough. Sorry with Appreciate the taliq. No, I'm Eli Melech.
0: Lezansk, 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 Lezansk. Whatever, who, who knows? knows? <laughs> we don't speak that language. Although you look very Ukrainian, I have to say. <laughs> I'm Sparti. Yeah, right. Everyone becomes Sparti when Pesach comes. You do it the other way. <laughs> you know, like these ga- these people that... uh, the, the ha- There's some Chabad people, you know, now because Pesar is coming. So, what happens? They're like Chabad, Right. So then suddenly only Pesach comes like, oh no! I'm actually not so chabad. I'm just makorav to chabad. I'm actually Sfardi now. I can eat get me on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what are you gonna do? In bottom line, Allah allows it. Not For Ashkenazim, it's אסור. Muchat your rabbis took it upon. Now you gotta listen. Hashem, neshama to the tzaddik. Not that he needs it. He's already in the highest of highs. Oh, Mine. Ah, it is Hashem yeah you have a story of the of the tadik spread the light over normally a little bit
0: i know a famous story probably most people actually know it, okay. probably know it but i'll Let's tell it anyway for the ones who don't L'chaim, L'chaim. It's, we are going back to the clinking because we noticed that uh, did i just spill Go ahead. In my hand anyway i'll lick that off later <laughs> um yeah we learned that if we don't clink then on the podcast if you listen to it on spotify or other podcast where you can only hear you're missing a part of the experience so the clinking you might does, be left
1: out you feel left out so, so we don't clink but we only you. clink on the podcast L'chaim. L'chaim. <laughs> wow and if you paid attention to shalom's um oh yeah last podcast last podcast with shalom um from Shefa music um shalom and i made a bracha and we're in the house of avidan so the halacha says when you're in the house of someone, you're in the house. your consciousness is like the balabit It's like the owner of the house's consciousness that's 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 hosting you. So if he brings out something to eat and you've already made a bracha, a similar bracha. Let's for example, we were all drinking water, which is a shehakol niabi and then Avidan brought out half a whiskey from Nisim, and uh, Shalom and I accidentally made another bracha. So just a, a halachic quick fix from our last podcast learn a quick alaha that if you're in a guest's house and you already made one bracha it doesn't matter what he brings out after that that's as long as it's the same bracha you're covered Um so making truth live on, on the podcast public confession exactly I won't do it again Hashem I hope I hope so yeah Hashem you know
0: basically you say one bracha when you get to someone's home and that's it that kind of covers all of them I mean you say if there's like a don't Shaco. confuse them more than it does. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's, let's it's continue. Let's move on. Stories of the tzaddik. <laughs> so the story that I know from uh, about Rabbi Elimelech is the one with reads with his brother, Rabzusha I actually found out today that Rabzusha is his brother. I oh, didn't know that. before. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. nobody tell you that?
1: Power, uh, power siblings. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? That's the opposite of Jacobovitz. Imagine Yaakovan your rab- Imagine your brother's Rabzusha Zusha. Can you imagine your brother's Rabbi Elimelech? <laughs> <laughs> imagine <laughs> you know Rabbi
0: Elimelech or Rabzusha Zusha at all? <laughs>
1: What I would do to be one of their donkeys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's your favorite story?
0: So the the story that I've heard so many times, but it's a beautiful story. Um so Reb Zusha and Rabbi elimelech Noam Elimelcholizansk. So they're going to exile, you know, this one, that's what they like to do. No, it's not what they like to do. That's what they do. <laughs> that's just what they had to do. This that, yeah. is what they do. They put themselves through this because like to work on themselves, they put themselves in exile. And like nobody really knows who they are. And they, they go to a certain place and like they think they're thieves and stuff and they put them in jail. Mm-hmm. You know this one? So it, it's a really good one. I always love to hear it. And in the jail, like they're like, oh, it's time to pray mincha, like Rabbi says to him. And then another, there was another Jew apparently in the jail with them, and and he's like, uh, you cannot pray here. Like, why not? Because there's a, it's like a bucket of poop. Toilet, yeah. Toilet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a better way to
1: say it. The washroom,
0: as the Canadians say. The wash bucket, <laughs> but you don't wash with that bucket. <laughs> 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 or in that room. but I So <laughs> basically, there was like this bucket in there with feces. That's the, that's, oh. a, that's a good way to say it. A very fancy word. And uh, so you cannot pray because of the smell. You cannot pray in a room where there's like smell of feces. So uh, Reb Zusha like becomes depressed, becomes sad. I don't know if depressed, but he becomes sad. He's like down. And Rabbi el is like, his name is Reb Noam. Noam means like he's, he sees the good in everything, you know, the, the Noam. So... He's like, what are you worried about? Don't, don't be sad, like, if there's, if you cannot pray here and now, then this is what Hashem wants for you. Hashem doesn't want you to pray right now. Okay, this is also Hashem's will. Whatever happens, it's Hashem's will. And then like, Rabbi Zusha thinks and he realizes, wow, yeah, you're right. This is Hashem's will. So we're now doing Hashem's will by not praying. So we're doing a shamsuls. So we're doing a mitzvah. Yay! Let's dance! Cuz we're خسirim. So they start dancing around the bucket. <laughs> like three Freilichen Jews start the dancing and then like the guard is like what the heck is going on here? It's like bouncing on the thing and like one of the goyim is saying like, "Yeah, I don't know what happened, but they're dancing around this 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 uh, bucket of feces they were pointing at it. They're like really happy about it. It's like these Jews, man. <laughs> so weird. Get the bucket out of there." says the guard. So they get the bucket out of there. Now they can pray. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now they can pray Mincha. Wow, awesome. Yeah. amazing. I love that story. Yeah, it's uh, the the same God that says that you have to pray Mincha is the same God that says if there's something that's bad there, you're not allowed to pray Mincha. So it's the same commandment. It's like, you can't get down because Abodat Hashem, whether you can pray Mincha or not, you know, like, it's the same, like the, the alacha is the alacha, you can't get around it, and that's what the shem wants from you, so you just gotta be happy.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, I was hearing someone say about this story like, in the darkness, like it basically means, like, in the darkness, also there you can find a shem, also there you can serve a shem for sure. And that's the whole thing about Reb Nachman, right? That's the whole story, like, in the darkness, there you can 100%. find a as well.
1: Yeah, I had a funny story today, someone someone called me a uh, Poshea. Ooh. Criminal! Wow! So I was like, "Criminal? Why are you calling me a criminal?" He's like, nah, "No, no, I'm yeah, joking." Yeah, are behind you, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I wish. he's <laughs> uh, so, so like, "Why are you calling me a criminal?" And I don't even know you. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, "No, no, no, I'm, I'm joking. It's out of love. It's out of love." And then I like I look, and he was in an office. So I see like on his desk, he has two of books open. It's a guy without a kippah here in Sfatz. Who knows what his story is? But he has the book of the tzaddik open, uh, open on his desk. So I said, "You know what? You're right. I am a criminal." He's like, no, 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 I was joking. Don't don't take it like that. I was like, no, 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 you're right. Because the book of, the, of, of Elimelech, Noam Elimelech, the book, they call it Sefer Tzadikim, The book of Tzadikim. Yeah. And they call the Balatanya Sefultein.
0: of Chabad, the
1: Sefer Benonim, And they call the Kutai Moran Sefer HaShayim, the book of the wicked. Why? Because in the depths of the depths of the depths, that's what the Kutai Moran is good for, to get those people that are the furthest away and to bring them up. So I said, you know what? Technically, I belong to that chassidut. <laughs> I'm a breastler in my heart, so maybe I am a posher. You're right, you're right.
0: <laughs> you're totally not everything, but...
1: Uh, yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good. Noam Elimelech. I heard once that from Rav Daniel sorry, he told a, a story that the Noam Melech was He sweetened up the birth pains of the Mashiach. The coming of the Mashiach. You uh, know, in Judaism we have this concept that there's gonna be Um the, said gonna be this pain, Yeah, stress. exactly. There's gonna like be these hard hardships, exactly, like the past year that we've been going through. And uh and Daniel Asor of Daniel Esor asked and admir, um I think he was from Vishnitz, asked him, What does it mean? He lived like, you know, two hundred years ago. What did he sweeten? Mm-hmm. Since then there's been a holocaust. The Jews have been chased across the world. Just in Israel, we've had countless wars. Yeah. Like, what exactly did he sweeten up? So the Rebbe from Vishnitz said he sweetened up the nine months of what is going to be when the Erev Rav comes to rule over Israel, but right before the Mashiach. That, that's what he sweetened up. Whoa. That was, Very that interesting. Yeah, so Very interesting. Who knows how it would have been if it's... Uh,
0: you know, it's very difficult now everywhere in the world and this thing like in Belgium, like they say the numbers are very high, they cannot go even to I uh, mean, never, but here you feel like the stress is way lower. Yeah, in Israel. Yeah, in Israel. why would I say?
1: No, no, no you just said here, yeah, I think yeah. maybe in, spot. in, yeah, spot in it's spot even Zfat is
0: even more, ah. but you, I, I feel like everywhere the stress is very high and uh, I hear it from everyone that lives outside of Israel, you hear like how, how they're so strict and everywhere and like, whatever but here you feel like there's like a uh, like a mercy you know like a, like a flow of like more peace like more like rela- yeah, okay you know you still feel the stress but it's like way more calm also like everybody supports each other B'od-Gashem. like yeah people care about each other i don't know how it is in outside of of israel but like i'm sure it's not nearly as like in israel everybody like make sure everybody's okay like
1: yeah, Amisoel is. uh Like, wherever. everybody
0: here, every time there's here, someone like just gave birth, for example. Of course, Shem, my, my wife is uh, due. Very, very soon. soon. Very Probably soon. by the
1: time this comes out, you'll be a father. That's pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs>
0: wow, my life is going to change, isn't it? <laughs> we, we will do <laughs> our best. <laughs>
1: we will do our best to not let you guys down. No, yeah.
0: but uh, the beautiful thing is about Svat and about israel is like she's about to give birth and what do they do they make this thing that's called a meal train what's a meal train they like make a list and everybody is like cooks for you like and they bring you food for the entire week and every day someone else is bringing you food it's amazing where else do they do this and it's with everyone with everything like the other day like someone came out of the hospital they did the same thing it's amazing we're so blessed we are israel thank you for sweetening yeah, yeah. Thing. And of course, like the blessings of just Hashem having his eye on Israel, which is that.
1: From the beginning of the year to the end, I'm going to tell one more story of uh, a funny story about, about the Tzaddik. That um, there was a couple here in Israel a few years ago that uh, they're Shomer Shabbat, but not like Hasidic, not really, not, not Orthodox. They keep Shabbat and mm-hmm. kosher and everything, trying their hardest. And uh, they didn't have children. And they really wanted children. So the, the husband went to Europe, and he went to Kivrei Tzadikim. He went to go visit the Tzadikim of Europe. And he came to the Noam Elimelech's grave, and he said, Hashem, I'll have a son, and if my wife gets pregnant and it's a boy, I'm going to name him Elimelech. Okay? This is a minag that we know we have in Amisal. So he comes back, from Europe to Israel. And um, his wife gets pregnant. And he tells her, he's like, Yo, Listen, I didn't really tell you, but I kind of made a deal. <laughs> 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 I made a deal when I was in Europe. she's <laughs> like, What deal did you make in Europe? So, listen, I was by Eli Melech, Rabbi Eli Melech, and I said that if I have a son, I'm going to name him Eli Melech. She says, No chance, there's no way <laughs> in this world I'm naming my kid Eli Melech. I want to call him Moshe. So, so he says, listen, I don't know what to tell you, but we didn't have children. We've been waiting for a long time. I was by him. I made this deal, and now you're pregnant. We're naming the kid Melech, And they started, lo aleinu, not on anyone in Ami They started this fight between this husband and his wife. Aye, aye. Not, not good. Bad, not good. Yeah, shalom bait is above everything. So they go to the rabbi. They go to the rabbi. And the rabbi is trying to make shalom between them, trying to make peace between the man and his wife. It's one of the things that... Uh, you get reward in this world and in the world to come. So we say it every morning to make a shalom between a man and his wife. And he's trying to, the rabbi's trying to figure out, you know, like this is not, like, obviously the rabbi believes that this guy has to name the kid Elimelech. Like you were at the tzaddik and now you're pregnant. You got to You gotta have to go through with the deal. But on the other hand, the wife doesn't want this at all. And she's at the point where she's fighting with her husband. She does not want to name her son Elimelech. So the rabbi in in their Chochma, this rabbi, gets to a way to, make, to mediate between them that each of them will give a name to the child. And both of them together, the kid will have two names. The mother gets to pick one, and it will be the main name, the first name. And the father gets to pick one.
0: Good deal. Sounds good. Comes the
1: day of the breed and they have this agreement, right? <laughs> so- <laughs> comes, comes time of the naming of the kid. The rabbi looks to the women's section and says, Ima, what do you want to be? His name will be called in Israel, what? And she says, Noam. <laughs> 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 Turns to the father, <laughs> what's the name? Elimelech. If you look, the name of the book of the Tzaddik <laughs> is Noam Elimelech. <laughs> Elimelech. So in the end, the kid's name was Noam Elimelech, exactly the, the name of the book of Rabbi Elimelech. And uh, you just see how, how crazy Ashkechader is that even like she's fighting, she's fighting, she wants a nice modern Israeli name. <laughs> and in the end, it's the exact name of the book of the italic is So that just
0: not, it's just the name of the book? Not, yeah, like his, his name is name? just Elimelech. Ah, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. The book is called
1: Noam Elimelech. Oh, wow.
0: Every day, every minute I'm learning something new. Today yeah. I learned two new things. Amazing. Rav Zusha is his brother and Noam is just the <laughs> brother <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's all good it's all good
1: and you have melech khan melech khan i think i heard he's a descendant of the Noam Elimelech, the singer mm-hmm. melech khan.
0: you have, have Rabbi bitter
1: they call they say that uh the normal that he's the balshem tov hakatan he's the little Balshemtov tov because he was so much like the Baal Shem tov in all of the way he acted yeah, and all of the the miracles that he did that they started to call him the balshem tov hakatan so yeah
0: it was all about uh, this uh, i was reading earlier also somewhere in their but Kittisa, Rosh uh, B'nai Israel, right? Like, was the Rosh, is like, uh, the heads of Israel. What? Am I far away from my... Yeah. Ah, okay. No, have... I think I, I talk loud, no? Oh, wait. Which is this one? Oh, I feel good. I feel good. <laughs> we'll see later, we'll figure out later if we messed up with the audio. We had a, a little time of like, struggling with the audio.
1: Whenever you come to talk about the tzaddik or you come to do work, you come to bring Jews closer to their father in heaven there's always going to be preventions there's always going to be something that blocks you you have to know this guys that this is a rule if you're doing something good especially in the beginning you're going to have hardships and you just have to have a muna to keep pushing through because if you believe what you're doing is good then nothing should stop you not not having money not having the tools not having the right sound for the podcast nothing should stop you
0: I don't remember what he... Because he has, like, so many, like, things about Kittisa, just like that first pasuk,
1: And I'm,
0: I'm, like, confusing a few. Like, basically, it was saying... But basically, the thing is, like, you see someone and, like, people, like, when all they care about is, like, basically they, they care about themselves. So they don't care if, like, you're going to tzarot and, like, they reject him if they're going to something. But no, no, Hashem wants you to, like... Because Hashem loves them... And he wants you to feel compassionate for your brothers right and he wants you to elevate them to lift them up i heard this is a really cool story actually from the hofitz i really like that um as this hypothetical uh story right of like i don't know if it's hypothetical if it's real but uh i think it's actually might be real but let's say it's Ruven and shimon right and um uh, shimon like, I don't know, Reuven says to someone like, Shimon the this and this and so really bad to me. And then he goes around and like he he, he hears from, uh, to the rabbi. I don't know what exactly his story was, but he gets a dream or something that he hears that like Hashem loves Shimon so, so much. Uh, what is this dream? Hashem basically loves everyone so much, no matter who he is and what level he is. And like how, how, how low he is. He could be in the lowest depths. He could be like. He could be doing the worst things. But Hashem still loves him. Because he's his child. And we're all uh, children, Hashem's children. You, like imagine you're a father. in And I'll be your father. And then I will know yeah. what it's like. But who knows until your father. Really what it's like to have a child. And the fathers out there. Probably know what it's like. If you have a child. You you love it. And I can imagine you love it no matter what, you know, you, you, no matter what your child does, like you're, you're disappointed, of course. And you want your child to come closer to you. You want your child to go on the right path. But Hashem eventually just loves the child with all his heart so much because it's his child. And and more so also the, 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 the other child. He wants the other child to love the other child, you know, with all his heart no matter so what. Amazing. And I heard all this, also the this story about like, since we're talking about Avisal and Herb Noah Melimelech and all that he was all about Avat Israel, that if, if the king scatters out, like uh, pushes away or like kicks out the prince, another prince, and uh, one of his sons, out of the castle because he's misbehaving, he's getting drunk every night, and he's doing all the not so nice things with uh
1: <laughs> You know. <laughs> Been kicked out before.
0: Yeah, so, and then he kicks him out, and then he, see, he what, what does he want to see? He sees his other child, the other prince, He doesn't want him to like bully him in the streets, you know, when he's down, kick him when he's down. No, we don't kick him when he's down. I know that's a very famous actually expression, but not a Jewish expression. That's for sure. We don't kick someone when they're down. We help them up. We lift them up and the king and the king king is Hashem is represented for Hashem. It's like he wants to see the other king, the brother, like help the other, even though he kicked him out, he still wants to see his other son help his other son, you know?
1: Yeah, that I was. It's crazy that you brought that up. I had no idea you were gonna do that. Um, I don't need, I didn't know. Yeah, you. <laughs> none of this. None of this was scripted. But I was reading this this morning in Likutei Ahad. Likutei Al-Achot, the book of Rabbi Natan, There he takes the masterpiece of Rabbi Nachman's Likutei Moran and he infuses it with Shulchan Aruch. And he said an amazing thing. They were talking about it's alahavichlal of waking up in the morning, how to wake up in the morning. But here he brings in all of a sudden Chanukah. Chanukah, we have two opinions. <coughs> sorry. Need a
0: little
1: another lachaim. Yeah, be <laughs> no, 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 no! I don't have need more. No, uh, Hava, Hava, Nisim, Hava. what are you doing to Hava. us, Nisim? so. <laughs> What's a
0: podcast without the lachaim? Ah, uh, yeah, you. yeah. Thank so, you. <laughs> you know, it's still other. We still keep growing in simcha. You know, I asked my uh, rabbi the other day. Now what? Purim ended. Now what? It's hard to come back from purim it's like no we keep growing we just Purim was just a jump was just a bridge just like whoop. but we still got to keep growing so we got to
1: keep the simple for sure from shvat we have every two weeks yeah. every two weeks we have a chag. we have a, a holiday a holiday there you go so and, l- chay- l- chay- l- chay- and we find reasons to celebrate so he brings here in the hotel he's talking about hanukkah right one opinion is Hillel. Beit Hillel Beit says you, you add a candle on Hanukkah each day, you add one candle and that's the halacha like we do nowadays, right? We light one candle in the first night and we go up until we get to eight candles at once. Yeah. Beit Shammai says, no. Take one down each time. You start with eight and you go down to one. Classically, for whoever doesn't know, these two schools of thoughts, the yeshiva of Hillel and the yeshiva of Shammai were very opposing. Um, and Rebbe Natan says here, He explains a little bit more about them. He says that Hillel, he would jump on one leg to teach a a convert Judaism, to bring them into Hashem, to teach them how to connect to Hashem. He would go to the craziest extremes to do some even shtut of teaching the whole Torah while hopping on one leg just to make sure a person's coming close to Hashem. Whereas Shammai, uh, Rabbi Natan explains, Shammai was so holy and so connected to the truth that he couldn't take this world. He couldn't, He couldn't handle this. He couldn't deal with people that were doing sins with balayachubah. He couldn't deal with people that were trying to convert and that had lived however many years not connected to Hashem. He couldn't take it. So he would push away converts, right? He couldn't
0: deal with the darkness of this world.
1: Yeah, he's so attached to the truth that he had no tolerance for anything that was anti-Hashem, that was away from Hashem. Even if now you want to connect to Hashem, but you had such a bad history, Shammai couldn't handle that. Mm -hmm. And he asked the question, is it possible to say that Shammai holds that we should be going down in Kedusha, that we should be lowering our Kedusha. We have a, a, a principle in Judaism that Ma'alim B'Kedusha, Ma'alim kodesh. We always add more Kedusha. We never go down. So can we even say this? It's a it's a hard question. So he says, no. He says, really, he says this tzaddikim, that they're so attached to the truth that sometimes they can come to a point where they push people away. And Hashem doesn't want that. He says, Hashem hafed chesed we talked about this recently yesterday mm-hmm. right hashem wants chesed. hashem wants loving kindness hashem wants people to come close so this avoda that shama yes he was so kadosh and Rabbi shimon had this too Rabbi shimon right he went to the cave for 12 years and when he came out he started to burn people's fields with their with his yeah. eyes and hashem yeah. says go back to the cave that's not why you were there for 12 years go back for another year and it took him a whole entire year to come down to and to come out myself. with life mm-hmm. so so now what's going on how can this be so he says that you have a tzaddik that pushes people so far away and Hashem doesn't want that Hashem sometimes and he he brings a few examples with Hosea and with Eliyahu and he brings Moshe as a counterexample. uh also I'll go into it now he says that Hashem will come and he'll open his heart complain to the tzaddik about how he's angry at Israel and how they're doing so many bad sins And he can't take it and it's really bothering Hashem. Whatever this means, right? We have no asaga or no comprehension of Hashem's feelings or anything. But the tzaddikim wrote this down, right? That Hashem comes and he talks to Moshe Rabbeinu, for example. So I can't take it with his nation anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? And what does Moshe Rabbeinu say? Take me out of your Torah. If you're going to kill the Jewish people and you want to make a nation for me, I don't want to have anything to do with the Torah. Erase me from the Torah. That's what Hashem wants. Not versus what happened with Eliyahu or Hashem, where he comes to Eliyahu and he says, you know, Amisel is doing such and such, and Eliyahu is like, yeah, Kanir like I, I'm 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 zealous to Hashem, and they're not doing Brit Milah, and they're not doing circumcisions. So Hashem says, wait, 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 hold on, I'm coming to tell you about my pain, and you're matzdik Dvarai, you're you're saying, yeah, yeah, you're so right, Amisel is bad. <laughs> Hashem doesn't want that. Hashem put you in the world as a Tzadik, as a Navi, as a person that's connected to Hashem to bring them closer. Hashem does not even if he is going to tell you how affected he is by the sins of Israel you can't agree with Hashem yeah. you have to be like Moshe Rabbeinu that says no you have a problem with them take me out the Torah I don't want anything to do with your avoda or anything I don't want to be part of the Torah if you're going to affect Am Yisrael.
0: there's a word about that that specific thing with Moshe where he looks at the when he, he doesn't want to look at the Sneh at the burning bush mm. because he doesn't want to see the Jewish people suffering because what does it represent Represents the burning bush, represent I mean, so burning uh, like suffering. He doesn't want to even look at it, he doesn't want to understand it because if he would look at it, wow. he would understand it and he would see like Hashem's perspective wow. on why because everything is good, right? He would see Hashem's perspective why they're suffering, but he didn't want to, he want, didn't even want to know that.
1: Just wants the good, just wants the good. So we have to. That's something Rabbi Natan says that, like, we just want you to conclude, like, Hashem has Siddiqui in the world, and their job is to bring. Us closer to Hashem at all points. And it can't be, it cannot be that Hashem says, Look how Amiso is doing, and they're doing so many sins, and it's against what I told them to do. And the Sadiq's like, Yeah, yeah, you told them not to do that, and look what they're doing. That's not, that's not, that can't be the Madriga, that can't be what we're on. And even to the point where Eliyahu did that, he says, Yeah, they're not going to Brit Milah. What does Hashem do? He says, Make Elisha the prophet instead of you, and now you're gonna to go to every single Me Milah, every single day. You think they don't do breathe me? that I'll show you. So Avish comes down to every single breath throughout the world every single day, and it's and all why because he agreed with Hashem that Amisa was doing sins. You can't do that. You can't do that if you're a leader. If you're a leader, you need to be elevating people. You need to be picking them up. You can't be uh, if someone has something bad to say about them. You can't even agree to it. You have to always look for the good and always elevate. And that, for me, that's been like. Since I came to Tzvat, I know we say his name. I say his name every single episode. I say his name multiple times a day. I tell all my friends about him. Raf Torgeman. That's what he's doing with me. My rabbi in uh, in Jerusalem, Rabbi Eli Deutsch. That's what he does for me. The tzaddikim they find the nikudah inside of you, that good point, and they and they put an exclamation part on it or a point on it. They like so I say, this is your good work on it. Go elevate it more. Elevate it. Always find the good and elevate it. And we're lucky, man. We're lucky. Yeah. Also,
0: that's really interesting. And you were saying about all this stuff and what i was saying with like 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 hashem doesn't want you to see the bad in the people and he wants you not to agree with him so to speak right he wants you to like fight from israel and 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 that's what also the bar says and that's what like i saw a beautiful story how by grossman oh you know, wow like grossman he was like after Milchimet, Like, so what is the about say about this like like how do you like show love for Hashem. Like basically if you like love his children, right? This is how you love Hashem. By loving his children. Something along those lines. I'm not so good at remembering words or Torah. <laughs> and Rabbi Grossman, what did he do after the war? the Six day war. He was thinking to himself. He wanted to thank Hashem. Because it was a huge miracles that were happening. A huge miracle that won the war in six days. Against all these nations that were surrounding us. All these Arab nations that were like fighting against us and we were like we had nothing basically we had like some world war one or world war two guns (laughs) and like they had tanks and everything and like nations against us and we're just like there just there like a few years basically right and we were not ready for war we barely had an army and we still won it in six days
1: Really, so, it was over in an hour, in a few hours, the whole war was done. <laughs> the other five days were just the technicality, just to rub it in a bit more. But anyways. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And and that's the point. And, and he was like,
0: well, how do I thank you, Hashem? How do I thank you? And I was thinking, how do I thank you? And I'm like, well, how do you thank someone? Well, like helping their children. So he went to like, at that point, like the, it was Migdal was like the lowest place where like people were like doing drugs and were like, totally going astray and this was like uh, like uh, the ghettos in Israel kind of place and he's like I'm going there this is a kid from Me'a <laughs> that grew up in Me'a Sharim probably I don't think he left Me'a Sharim until that point like a son of a big rabbi never left like you know typical Me'a Sharim guy never left Me'a Sharim only knows Me'a Sharim, only knows synagogues the and most Shivas.
1: orthodox neighborhood in all of the world
0: <laughs> you cannot get more orthodox than that it's all over the news but Anyway, this is like an example of what don't believe what's chatzid, in the news. But... This is what a real chassid from Mea is. This is what it really is. He went out there and he went to look for Jews to bring them closer to Hashem. Because no, this is the most difficult place. So it's like, okay, he goes around asking people in Migdal "Where's the yeshiva? Where can I find the boys?" I'm like, "Yeshiva? What do you mean? There's no yeshiva here." It's like the Beit Midrash. I'm like, no. Where can I find the youth? Where where can I find? Where can I find the kids? He's like, the disco, (laughs) that's where you can find them. So he's like, he doesn't know what a disco is. So he goes into a a disco, like Jew, black coat, white shirt, hat, (laughs) you know, the most (laughs) payous, big beard, imagine that, walks into a disco and like, we all know what a disco looks like. Some of us maybe don't, but (laughs) (laughs) it's not the most kosher place in the world. But you can look this up. This is a disco rabbi you see him dancing with these guys and like he's like changing this place and talking to them and lifting their spirits and he basically he doesn't leave the place he like makes a whole school there and he's still to this day there he like he started a whole big 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 complex of school and like changed the whole migdal emic and like totally transformed it and there's beautiful story there's actually this amazing story where he he figures out that the, these girls are like selling themselves to the Arabs there. They're like, they're, it's a very poor place. And they're selling themselves to the Arabs. And um, he's like, Who's organizing this? Someone has to be organizing this. And he talks to everybody and he figures out there's like this guy. I don't remember what the name was, but he's organizing this. So what does he do? By the way, he moved there apparently to McDonald's at the point. So he, he goes and knocks on this guy's door. He found out where he lives. He knocks on this guy's door. As he's knocking on this guy's door, the neighbor is saying, what are you doing? You're getting yourself killed. <laughs> he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> he knocks on the door. This guy opens. He's like, he sees a rabbi. He's like this gangster guy, like pimp. And he's, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, I'm your neighbor. I wanted to say hi. I wanted to get to know the neighbor. He's like, you're in the wrong place. No, no, no. Let's get to Lachaim. Let's, let's get to know each other. He's like, this guy's insane. <laughs> 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 but what can you say to such a man? <laughs> so they sit down. They do Lachaim. And after a few Lachaims, after they loosen up, Right. He's like, "What are you doing?" You know. He's like straight up telling this man, "Like this is the most dangerous man known in Migdolim." He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "What do you mean? What? Are, what am I doing? Like, why? Why are you doing this to these to your sisters? They're your sister. Why are you selling them to the Arabs? Why are you doing this? What do you mean? There's no money here. I have to sell them. You know. Like uh, there's no. Ah, how else am I gonna make money? You know. Like this is. There's no money here. There's no uh, avoda here. And he's like. What would you want to do? If there's anything you could have picked, what have you? What would you pick to do? If there's your dream job. Like, really? Like, before this, I uh, I wanted to have a truck, like a really cool big truck. There's a spe- specific truck you wanted to have. And uh, I would wa- I would sell things, you know, like uh, I would sell clothes and I would sell different things. I would make really good business. He sa- says actually before this it says like why don't you work in like a normal job that works in a factory or something's like no no way i'm gonna listen to anyone if anyone listens to me i'm gonna kill them you know who i am you know you should be lucky i'm not killing you As we, like you understand who he's dealing with so then he tells him that asking what's his dream job and he tells him this is my dream job i would want a truck so what does rabbi grossman say what if i give you a truck would you stop what you're doing now he's like in his disbelief like yeah whatever doesn't believe him guess what Rabbi Grossman goes back home tells his wife wife we're selling the home (laughs) we're selling the house he literally sells his house and buys a truck for this man he he comes to his home knocks on this guy's door and gives him the keys crazy gives him the keys and his man's like what what have you done and he actually made sure he had like business he knew someone that is selling like clothes or, or like a big company and and he literally stopped he was so in shock he stopped what he was doing and he, and he did the business and he made sure no one else in this place does anymore this type of selling business to the arabian arabs you know like oh, this whatever and he transformed that place and and that's the beauty about like where we're talking about abnormally how like if you Want to do Hashem a favor, like help your fellow Jews. And that's what Hashem wants from us. Not what yeah, Hashem wants sure. us to help your fellow Jews.
1: I had a crazy story like that once too. I was in a, speaking about clubs. I was in a club in Tel Aviv in the Namal. We're all partying, whatever. I had a table right next to the DJ booth. And uh, all of a sudden, the music stops. And I'm like, what? What's going on? It never happened to me. Unless like, so like the power went out or something. But it didn't, it didn't happen, right? So I look at the DJ booth. And I'm like, what's going on? All of a sudden, I see two Chabar Hasidin come in with a Hanukkiah. <laughs> and the DJ is like, and they start lighting this chanukiah in the middle of the club, and then That's they disappear. Awesome. And like the rest of the party, Rahman you know, this is all in a previous life. But <laughs> all of a sudden, no, I'm dancing in a club, and there's a chanukia next to me. So this is my mas, But the Mesihut Nefesh, you know, they'd be like, so, oh, how can you go into a club? But this is the thing. If, if, if a person thinks that Hashem does not exist in a club or in a toilet like we said with Rav Zusha in a, in a jail cell with Rav Zusha Elimelech like if if you think that Hashem's not there and Hashem can't be found there you don't understand you haven't read the Torah you don't understand Yosef Sadiq was in the bar, was in the jail was in Potiphar's house was in Mitzrayim we all came out of Mitzrayim that was the worst place ever and Hashem took us out of there and that's the Geula that's the Pesach is coming up right so like yeah. we can't be confused and think that that there's no that there's no Hashem down there, like it's everywhere, man.
0: Yeah, Purim just ended now. Pesach.
1: how's Purim?
0: It was great. Baruch Hashem was awesome. Um, it's weird because it like starts Friday and then goes into Shabbos. Like you don't have much time. I you know, just basically spent the whole day with with a, a rabbi of my previous uh, yeshiva where I was at before I got married. It was great, and um, yeah, and then we uh, had Mashiv Brachos on Shushan Purim, which was Sunday um I the whole I d- got dressed as super hasid or a cape red cape Superman shirt and the, the spottic and uh on the shev brachas, I was like I was you know it's like on that day already like you drank so much already the reason prune I was like I was too lazy to wear my costume but I was like you know it's my, my sister Chevrolet brachas. so I need to dress nice so I just dressed very Chabad. this is like happening in anyway in, in a very Chabad neighborhood, and I am Chabad, so why not? Just, re- just very nice. Wear my white shirt, capote, look very Chabad, but I wear a <laughs> So can you imagine the very, like it's everybody's Chabad there, and like they see like someone coming, like looks very Chabad, who's wearing a so confusing. Either the hat is
1: a costume, or the or the suit is a yeah, costume. I'm not sure, what am I, who
0: am I? Like, is it is he for Purim? It's like, this is a real <laughs> And But uh yeah, it was really fun. I really had a good time. Uh, I had to explain to people, I'm not wearing this spadek all, all year, don't worry. Although I would want to, I was telling my rabbi here, Rabbi Liff, she's like, I could wear this every day, every week, every day of the year, <laughs> every month. But uh, besides Shabbatot, because, you know, we're, we're Chabad. That's the day for the fedora. Yeah, it's the day for the fedora. <laughs> Imagine you wear every single day of the year a spadek, but just on Shabbat you wear a fedora. <laughs> but it's also very heavy and uh, it's it. too heavy for me. I remember my rabbi was wearing it and I was sitting like, whoa, wobbly. And I thought he was really drunk. He came inside, I gave it to him and he came outside wobbly. He's like, and I thought he was drunk. Later he told me, no, no, it's not because I'm drunk. It's just like very heavy and I totally relate. It's so heavy and I'm not used
1: to that. <laughs> and You did a whole entire podcast with it on.
0: Yeah, but f- sitting down is still doable. How was your poor? did was you crazy. get dressed up? Um, I remember seeing you, but you were...
1: Yeah, the, Jalabias. The
0: same thing like last yeah. podcast.
1: Yeah, I wore the, my uh, Scottish sheep strimo. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the making of the strimo. <laughs> uh, with the Jalabi, you know. Uh, my grandfather says we take off our masks on Purim, so I dressed up as my inner my inner self. Uh, Purim was amazing. Purim was mamash, like, yeah, I, I lost at this Purim. I, <laughs> I woke up early for nets, prayed with Rabbi Bukhatsira, and uh, learned Torah. I had to get into Torah learning before we, you know, lost all uh motor skills (laughs) 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 and hand-eye coordination and then uh, i went to the meal with some friends um, and it was really amazing it started like quite quiet and calm and rev arush has this amazing tefillah that you make uh, bakasha that like it's like a whole tikkun a whole rectification for the original sin of adam and eve that i'll drink this and i won't become drunk i'll just rather get really holy but you. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but that's the thing. See, the thing is, like, you can get drunk and then you can get violent. Like, yeah. in the, you know, like in in Chutzlar, it's in, outside of Israel. The best day to get an organ transplant is in the weekends when everyone's drinking. Oh no. Because they get uh, you know the nations get start to drink and uh, things gonna happen. Things gonna go so- go south. But when the Jew gets drunk, what comes out? It's in the Gemara. Then the Gemara says, go in goes. The wine, which is numerical value of 70. Out comes sod, which is a secret, which is numerical uh, value of 70. So the secret and the wine has the same equality, the the same numerical value. So in came a lot of wine. And I started spilling a lot of secrets. But all oh, the only things, my sister called. We talked to her like 20 minutes. I was giving her brother crying, laughing, crying, laughing. People at the table asked my wife, like, is he okay? Like, is he, is he all right? <laughs> is he, he seems really sad. So my wife's like, no. She's like, baby, who are you talking to? I was like, my sister. She's like, ah, oh, he's okay. He's that okay. <laughs> <sense>. <laughs> he's okay. He's fine. He'll be all right. And I really was. I was amazing. I was in my element completely like out of it. God. got so, so... <laughs> Elevated, lofty, or drunk, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> to the point where somehow I took a shower before Shabbat. Don't remember it. If you were to ask me now if I was able to take a shower, I wasn't. It's a miracle that I'm alive right now and sitting doing this podcast. My wife had to dress me from head to toe. We had to go to a meal. Don't know why I agreed to go to a meal on Shabbat the day That's after nice. that. But... Um, <laughs> We had to go, my wife for sure wasn't gonna cook <laughs> in the state that we were in. So whatever, we get to this meal, I sat there for the most part with my eyes closed, just like me and Hashem. I didn't have the energy to really talk to too much people, to, to be involved with a meal, but I was clinging to Hashem. Like yo, <laughs> it was like the vuk, the vuk, like stuck to him. And then like I gave a Dvar Torah somehow and I, I started to like sober up of the food and mm-hmm. i didn't drink at the table and shabbat and then like after shabbat i realized I was like wait i can I, I didn't pray like i didn't pray mincha i didn't do a shabbat i didn't pray al-vit. i was so drunk that i couldn't do it um and like yes i know you can pray if you're drunk but i was past that part too actually
0: so, actually i learned that you can't
1: a little it depends it depends how drunk yeah it, yeah, yeah.
0: it said like if you are you can you think you could stand in front, in of, front the of the king, king exactly but if not you might you're not allowed to yeah it It might be level of those so it's like whoa like it's a very scary like i was there i didn't pray (laughs) i was (laughs) there yeah i didn't pray (laughs) but after the meal
1: i was already feeling better and i was like all right like i didn't welcome shabbat i didn't do kabbalah shabbat or in tzfat kabbalah shabbat comes from tzfat and like i didn't pray so i did it i got home and uh hashem i was i was okay enough to do kabbalah shabbat i sang with all my heart and like it was amazing by myself just belting out <laughs> and it was amazing um prayed Arvit, and i knocked out and i went to sleep it was like And sunday you know we have the doubt whether spot is a walled city from the time of yeshua bin so you have to celebrate shushan Purim like in jerusalem or not um and just on that doubt on sunday we got drunk again
0: yeah nobody's (laughs) complaining (laughs) yeah what jews will do to get out of a doubt (laughs) listen there's only one day in the year we could get drunk or in this case three three. (laughs) two we'll We'll take it we'll take it actually thanks to you because you told me like it's a mitzvah to drink wine i mean we're we're custom i'm custom during vodka whiskey so actually i drank wine only wine i mean the first day Yes. The oh, first anyway. Second wow, day, yeah. yeah, yeah. Pour him like the most... Uh, like yeah. Friday, Friday evening, Shabbat, I
1: just drank wine. Wow, and... it's amazing. It's a different... It's a way different drunk. It's a... It, that's the thing. I cried <laughs> also. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I yeah, it's it's sad. Sad. Or, or
0: tears. <laughs> <laughs> but like... But it's like, it comes from a good place. You're like, you want... Like, I was crying. I was like, I was I remember crying too to one of my rabbis and like again like i was like oh, i want to get better i want to do this better i want to i want to wake up earlier in the morning to pray shahis. you need to help me that's,
1: <laughs> like it's the truth our yeah. deepest desires come out but it's with wine if it's with vodka with whiskey it's not the same gematria so it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't have the same effect
0: and now no better is coming Wow. Now the stress yeah. happens. I, I asked my rabble, like, what now, right? I was asking him, like, Oof. But he's saying, like, we keep growing, we keep growing. Um, he was actually telling me, like, with, uh, with Nissan, it was very interesting. Vord, um, if you drop, like, a little bit of chametz in, like, a big pot of soup, for example, which is not chametz, obviously, then it's nullified. But actually, when Pesach hits on the 14th of Nissan, right, 14th of Nissan, then it's nullified. No, no, sorry. It's not nullified. It actually becomes chametz. Like it's interesting because you can eat the soup from before, even if it's like, like, even if the later one, for example, like on on Pesach, you drop something in the in the soup and it was minute, so minute that it was like tiny, tiny. It's still you cannot eat it. It's still chametz. And he was explaining what, what's the reason. Why can you not eat that? I was I was asking him, and he explained to me because like. Before Pesach, we can deal with some arrogance. But on Pesach, there's no arrogance allowed. You know, like chametz, it's all about like arrogance. Chametz rising. is like yeast, rising. It's all about like puffiness and like matzah, the thin layered bread that we're eating. So the 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 bread of the poor, the blood of the humble. It's like all about humility. And you tell me something very interesting. Yeah, Lechem I said, if you eat it, it helps with your Emunah. It heals you. I remember actually like a few... Uh, Pesachs ago, when I was really struggling with my health, um, like I couldn't eat gluten at all. Like I would like sit in pain. I couldn't sleep if I would eat gluten. I would be in so much pain and constipation. The worst things like acid reflux. I don't know what's happening with me, but I my I remember someone telling me that like if you eat matzah, you can do it. And I ate matzah, no problem at all. No problem. Totally was fine. It's the best. It's amazing. The thing is, he, he said something interesting about the words of matz, Matzah and chametz. Like they have the, the same, same word. words yeah. besides Chet and Hey. Like in chametz you have Chet. And in Matzah, Hey, what's the difference? With Hey, you have a little opening there on the on the top. Meaning he's he's getting the Shefa from Hashem, right? Yeah. He's getting the wisdom from Hashem. But the opening at the end, he also gives. But the difference is with the Chet, the chametz, With the arrogance, what's the difference with arrogance? You also give. But you're not taking. You're not a vessel for Hashem. You don't... You don't give credit to Hashem you're just like it's me like giving it it's
1: very interesting that's the secret on the hay as well in Tomer Devorah I love it the hay is an amazing letter um it's a Dalit and a Yud um but in Tomer Devorah it talks about it right that like the hay is open at the bottom and it has a little opening at the top yeah And why because the tzaddikim people that from from birth religious their whole entire life they can be there at the opening at the bottom of the hay it's a big gate there's a big opening there to the rest of the world and you can you know to the big bad world but they can be there because they're they're most likely not going to go down past that that hay. the Balchuva person that already went out and he went out into the world and now he wants to come back. he can't come back from that bottom opening of the hay. He has to make chuva and go all the way to the top and come back to the top and he has yeah. to stay around that area because it's a smaller opening and there's less of a chance that he's going to come back out. It's crazy, and like uh.
0: Because of like he already has broken that fence, so he has yeah. to put more fences, and of go to the same way. Cause exactly he knows already how to break that fence in sin, so he cannot go in the same way. And also a beautiful thing was saying, like was really funny, like with Matzah, the hay is at the end of the Nah-ha. word, and Hamed it's all skipped all the way at the beginning of the thing. So like arrogance is skipped all the way in the front. So many.
1: That's the thing. Hebrew. It's amazing. It's not like any. I think the closest no language, language to like Hebrew. It. The closest one, what what would you guess? If you had to say the closest language to Hebrew, what would you pick? Probably I don't know, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> well, so you Latin. know what it is? No. No? Chasva <laughs> Khalida. You know what no, it is?
0: I'm saying Latin because so many languages came from that. And the beautiful thing about Hebrew is like every there's so many Every languages. language came from it. Every language came from it.
1: So what's the closest language to Hebrew? Chidus. Chinese? Pe- the periodic table of chemistry.
0: <laughs> okay
1: why because if you look at the en- element right h2o what is h2o water. water but what is h and what is o okay hydrogen and oxygen right yes. it tells you clearly like h is hydrogen o is oxygen you know so you can look at h2o and you can see what it's made up from mm-hmm. same thing with hebrew the letters they're just symbols there's much deeper meanings like uh Anava was talking about it this week they're like aleph if you look at an aleph an aleph is a vav and two yuds, yeah, exactly, yeah. which is twenty six, which is the numerical value Gosh, of the Hashem's yeah. four letter name, yud and a, hey and a and then the letter vav and the letter hey that we don't pronounce, right? But so that makes that. So what is the aleph then? The aleph is just a logo. It's just a symbol, yeah, right? So but but it, there's so much depth behind it. My rabbi always says like, for example, what is all? What is the word oh? What does it mean? If it, if Hebrew in the, light. and the yeah, it means light. But what is uh, it, so? if Hebrew and the periodic table of chemistry are similar, where you can look at the thing, you can see what it's made up of, so then what is all, what is the word for light in Hebrew? It's Aleph, which Aleph is the king of the world, the champion of the world, the leader of the world, which is Hashem. Vav is a connector in Hebrew. Vav in Hebrew literally is a letter, but it also means hook. It means a hook, and that's why in Hebrew, and is the letter, just the letter Vav. And then Reish is Rosh. So Aleph vav resh is aleph connected to the head and that's what light is that's why in spirituality in yeah. Judaism we call spirituality light because oh. what is light Chokma, wisdom exactly actually. what is it it's it's shem yeah connected to the head so that way you can see and you can go so deep into chametz and, and matzah it, it's by the way do you eat kitniyot i definitely eat kitniyot i'm sfardi so lucky sfardi we eat it no problem, <laughs> sorry for you guys Ashkazi, but with that said, we, 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 live in we a... have to make up with 40 days of Selichot. I think we're moving, Pesach. <laughs> we're gonna move, why?
0: How, how are you gonna clean this home, man? You know, we, you know what the Allah says. We have to clean every book, we have to put foil everywhere, in the fridge, on the kitchen, we're just gonna live in a tinfoil house and that's it. Convert it's gonna to Sephardi <laughs> and convert does, back. I, I think, wait, there is one, you can convert to Sephardi, you can convert to whatever you no, want. No, You, you stand cannot... in front of a Beydin and you no, cancel no, your and no, no, that's no, it. No, no, no. You cannot convert to one or the other. There's one you can convert to and one you cannot convert. I think you cannot convert to Shknez, or you cannot convert to Sephardi. One of the two. Maybe it's like that. Anyway, you cannot We're go down go when you thing. go to Sephardi. You're like, you know, you're like, it's easy. You know, you,
1: you know, you can eat kidney. You
0: can, uh, yes.
1: We, it's the thing The of brought, the de hetera, the ability to, to allow with Halacha, so yes. On Pesach, do we have to be machmir? Do we have to? Yes, it says clearly in Shulchan Aruch, Sephardi Shulchan Aruch as well, it says, a person who is more stringent to make sure that there's no hametz in his
0: house, he will be blessed, and right? S- and beyond that, it says, if you make sure you don't see any hametz at all, or taste, yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, let alone taste, yeah, but see. Like not see at all, there's no way you will sin the entire. What does that mean you won't sin? You can still sin because you have free choice. But you will not by accidentally sin. You will yeah. not click a light by unknown for that's example. A, I guess
1: that's a promise from uh, so, from the Ariza.
0: And how about Mahmir's very specifically on Pesach? We like peel our tomatoes, peel. We we eat matzahs in in bags. We like we move away in tinfoil houses. You know.
1: <laughs> so that's insane. So there there's that side of it, and then there's also the side of like in the end of the day, we have to be happy in our holiday, and yes, we have to be very careful to not have chametz. That's why, we when I heard crazy, I, that's why we
0: have a four of wine. That's why we have four cups wine. That's only for a few
1: hours. Wine. <laughs> so I heard a very interesting story this week of there was an Admor. I can't remember who it was, but there's this Admor that he was very, very strict on Pesach. Uh, it was back in the day too. So they had a huge um, silo or whatever, this big, huge water container in the house that they would only bring water from there. On Pesach, they brought it out from before. There's no chashash. There's no s- suspicion no nothing. Pure water, and they have it for the whole seven days of the Chag right and then one day one year on Pesach though his wife the Rebbitzin, was going crazy like she Mama, she got so sad and she was so scared and she was like shaking and sweating and he said what what's wrong and she said I'm scared that there's maybe chametz in there I might have dropped a drop of chametz in the water he said to the Hasidim take it out of my house now take away all this water out of my house. And he never, ever, ever let that minhag go again, that he was so machmir of having this water in his house. And once the Rabbinites passed away, he told the Hasidim, I want my water container back. So they said, What well, years you haven't done this. So what happened? He says, I can be as machmir as I want on myself. But if my wife is going to be in anxiety and worrying about the cleanliness of the house and the, and the drop of there, and that there might be a drop of chametz inside it, she, I don't have to be machmir for her. She has to still be a sane person and go through the chag with simcha. And if my chumrot are making her sick, I don't want any of the chumras. So, yes, it is a very big idea to be machmir on pesach. And we have to go in the way in the tradition. <laughs> we have to go in the
0: tradition.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but with that said, there's a bottom line of halacha, which is like. Don't if worry. it if it's a if it's like a crazy thing, right? We have to make sure that we still have shalom bayit. We have other things because, in the end of the day, right? Hashem and the Torah laid out clear halacha, and then yeah, we add on because we want to. We want to keep ourselves from chas Khalila going over, right? And especially on Pesach, but we have to like for everyone out there listening, you have to stay level headed. You have to you have to remember that the whole indi- uh, whole entire idea of khametz is to take you away from gava of pride and to connect you to hashem to make sure that so and you that's have to keep that mind that's why you
0: scrub it. every corner <laughs> in <laughs> the room <laughs> <laughs> before pesach to get rid of that arrogance <laughs> <laughs> get on your knees and like, what is this <laughs> gum sticking we're never eating gum anymore this year
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> so um all right to everybody with Pesach and the cleaning. <laughs> yeah, clean. let <laughs> have fun. It's clean still well. Have fun, exactly. Keep growing. Don't stop the simcha. May of the tzaddik watch over us and all of our him and his holy brother. All, all the, the, all the rabbis of Rebbe, my wife.
0: My XK, wife. <laughs> we're, we're in frame.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. L'chaim L'chaim to everybody. Bizat Hashem. Um, may we only grow. May we only see miracles and full geula, full geula. in full Geulah. Full Geulah. In Nissan, we were taken out of Egypt. And in Nissan, we're going to be taken out of all of the troubles of this world. And is going to come. Amen. So maybe this Nissan, Bizat Hashem. And um, yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Let me try. Welcome to the class.